Welcome to I'm So Obsessed, where we talk with actors, artists, and creators about their work, career, and current obsession. I'm your host, Patrick Holland, and today we have two guests who both star in the Netflix series Firefly Lane. It's Brandon J. McLaren, who you might know from the show Power Rangers SPD, and he will also be in the upcoming Disney Plus remake of Turner and Hooch, and Jenna Rosenau, who played Amber Turner on the long-running Australian drama Neighbors. I should note that this interview was recorded at the end of January. Uh, you guys are talking about filming during the pandemic, and I'm wondering, can you just describe some of the things you are witnessing and some of the thing, protocols uh, you're, you're having to go through to film a show or to film a series? You know, I'm, I'm doing a Turner and Hooch right now. Uh, we've been shooting since August. So I was telling Jenna, we haven't had any shutdowns yet. But yeah, we get tested three times a week uh, without fail, whether, you know, you're working the next day or not. Disney Plus uh, has real strict protocols. So, like, there's, like, three different zones. Um, so, like, as actors, like, we never go into the production office. We try to keep us as separated as possible. Masks all the time, unless we're actually shooting. So masks during rehearsals and blockings. At the same, like, and as weird as that all sounds, it's incredible. Like how, like you just you, things become normal so quickly, especially now because everything is so messed up. And so, I mean, I'm so happy to be back working again. I'm so happy to be on set. And I, I, I don't want to speak for everybody else on the show, but I feel like everybody else feels the same way. We're just happy to be back at work, you know, and have somewhere to go every day. Uh, and, uh, and like I said, I was telling Jenna, it's kind of like our time to be, you know, to be social and like to interact with people because otherwise everybody's kind of stuck inside. So, uh, it's been, it's been great so far, so far, so good. Knock on wood. And, and Jenna, what's your experience been like with, with that or, or have you been filming at all during, during the pandemic? Uh, I filmed in Savannah in Georgia in October last year. I just did an indie film down there. And so that was kind of the same. Um, as what Brandon was saying, like everyone's wearing masks. It feels super safe on set. We get tested multiple times a week. But I guess the weird thing for me was filming in Savannah, walking around like outside of filming, a lot of people weren't wearing masks. So that was that was a very interesting thing to be a part of. I was kind of like, what what's everyone doing? <laughs> why, why aren't you wearing your masks? People just didn't really seem to care. But uh, yeah, being on set during during this, I feel super lucky because I know that a lot of people haven't had that that opportunity. So I'm kind of just waiting for things to go back to a little bit of normal. Yeah, and I think for a lot of people, we, when we think of filming, I think there was that the the Tom Cruise audio that went viral, and uh, you know a lot of people were were digging out. I, I was sitting there like I, I would relate to this guy. I think he's actually being very reasonable. The fact is, it just takes one person to to shut it down. And the fact that you're able to, to even remotely be working is pretty impressive. You know, I think everybody on set has to hold one another accountable on a regular basis. And it's really easy to sort of slip into old habits and cut corners, especially if you're working on something for an extended period of time, you know, like a you know six or eight month project. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, that was sort of his way of just reminding, <laughs> a gentle reminder. <laughs> gentle reminder. <laughs> <laughs> that like, hey, guys, like we're, we're all lucky to be here. We're all lucky to be like making a living while people are losing their homes and, you know what I mean, and their businesses. And let's you know, keep that in the forefront of our minds and, uh, and try to be as safe as possible. 
the, the way you deliver the message is probably that too. But let's not talk about uh, Tom Cruise. I would like to talk about the Netflix series Firefly Lane, which both of you are in. Can you describe what the film's about and who you play? It's basically at the core of it. Firefly is it's a love story between two best friends. It's equally a coming of age story and a growing old together story of a very unlikely pair of friends, Tully and Kate, played by Catherine Heigl and Sarah Chalk, respectively. And the show spans across the ups and downs of their friendship over uh, three decades from the 70s to the early 2000s. So I play Kimber Watts and Kimber is the editor of Seattle Monthly Magazine and she's Kate's new boss. So I got to play Sarah Chalk's boss on the show, which was a very fun dynamic. Um, I play uh, a guy called Travis. My daughter in the show is best friends with Sarah's daughter in the show. We're part of like the same uh, PTA group at their school. And uh, Travis low-key has like a little, you know, a little healthy crush on, uh, on Sarah's character. Well, Brandon, I would say in a press release that I was sent, Brandon stars as Travis, a handsome widowed father whose daughter attends the same school as Kate's daughter. And it's the word of handsome that I think is funny because if you look at the trailer or you see the movie, we could we could tell, right? I mean, maybe the, for this podcast that might make sense. But uh, yeah, I just thought that was, well, that just, was I guess they just wanted to, they just wanted to double down on that point just in case uh, you didn't believe it. They wanted to make sure uh, to put it handsome. But yeah, so... Um, I had like a great experience working with Sarah. She's a comic genius. I'm like a fan of, I, I was a fan of her before uh, the show. And I know for me, like it's always cool in this business when you get to work with somebody that like you were a fan of before you were like a, like a real working actor. That's always like, those moments are always incredible. And like, you know, I would have moments working with Sarah where I was like, in my head, I was like, that's Sarah Chalk, that's Sarah Chalk. And then I'm like, Brandon, start acting like this. You're not listening to anything she's saying. So it was a real, it was like a real treat. We actually started filming in 2019 and we filming uh, probably this time last year, we wrapped filming. So weird, like, you know, on, the, on, on like your Facebook when like you're like, they're like, oh, a year ago today. Uh, uh, a picture at the rap party showed up um, and I was like, oh my God, we wrapped this like a year ago, like last week-ish, which is incredible. It's so long ago. Back when the world was normal. Yeah, I know. But the, the, <laughs> last, like, the last like trickles of normalcy is like when we had our rap party and then everything went to everything. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I want to, uh, uh, so uh, Firefly's, uh, Firefly Lane is based off a novel by uh, Kristen Hanna. And I'm curious, uh, have you guys read the book and how does the adaptation, you know, everyone's got their opinion on when you adapt a book for screen, but how was the adaptation handled and what was, do you know if you know the reasons behind why it became a series? Uh, I hadn't actually read the book before I auditioned, but after my first audition, when I uh, heard that I was getting close to getting the role, I then did buy the book and read it and it's incredible. So I highly recommend if anyone needs a, a good book to read through pandemic, get that one. Uh, the adaptation was interesting. It does stay fairly close to the book. There are definitely differences like with any uh, book to screen adaptations. Kristen Hanna actually served as a producer on the show though. So I guess she had quite a bit of say in how it went. I mean, for example, my character Kimba isn't in the books. She was added purely for the show. 
So that's one big difference. Yeah, I don't believe that my character was in the book either, um, which is great, which, which is great for both Jenna and I. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I hadn't read the book prior either. Um, and then when I got the show, I realized like how massive the book was. Also like how prolific Kristen Hanna is. So yeah, it was like a real pleasure to, to be a part of a project that already has such a massive following. Uh, I think that just kind of gives us a leg up going into it already. And Jenna, what do you hope that audiences or uh, the audience takes away from watching the show? What do you, why do you think it's a good time to have this come out? Oh, that's that's an interesting question. I think the show will appeal to a lot of people. Like it's it's a really authentic portrayal of life and friendship. And also I think it would be nice for a little nostalgia fix for uh, anyone wanting to get a little bit of the 70s, 80s or early 2000s. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think I, I think especially like during a time where everybody's sort of b- being separated from their friends, family, and loved ones, you know, this is really a story that that lives in the in in the spaces of friendship and and loved ones, and, and so it's, it's really like a celebration of, of of love and friendships, and I think more now than ever, uh, we need stories like that to sort of remind us of. of what we have to look forward to when things get back to normal. So I think it's really, really timely. I, I, I do hope things get back to normal. I think we, a lot of us do. Yeah. Uh, so this is an adaptation of a book and there's all these adaptations of books over the years in films and TV. Is there one adaptation of a book that you absolutely love as a film or show? Oh, I love that question. Um, ah, okay. Two things are coming to mind <laughs> and they're two, two big ones. Um, Harry Potter massive fan of the book mm. and uh, I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd I still binge watch the movies quite frequently probably more frequently than I should admit <laughs> what would be your um in in Harry Potter there's the different houses uh and what would be your house okay look I'm not gonna lie I I feel like I should be a Gryffindor I want to be a Gryffindor but I've taken the quiz before wasn't so I'm a little bit disappointed I think it said I was a Ravenclaw which you know (laughs) a little disappointed and the other one is Game of Thrones I actually started watching Game of Thrones until I think early or late 2019 because I was reading the books and are you at the weird point where the books have kind of stopped and you don't want to jump back into the show yet? Are you at that point? I, I, I passed that point. I finished reading the books and then I was just like, well, yes, I'm just going to watch the show now. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is interesting. This is interesting. Would really, really love for George R. R. Martin to bring out the rest of the books right about now, but we're still waiting. We're still waiting. Yeah, pandemic would have been the perfect time. We'd be like, we forgive you. Thank you. Brandon, going to you, what is one of your favorite book adaptations as a film or show? Okay, first of all, guys, I've never seen Harry Potter. Oh, my God. <gasps> okay. What? Uh, we have to hey, stop it now, podcast. Okay, get stop off it now. my back. I don't need this right now, all right? Um, so yeah, sorry. I have no idea what you guys are talking about. Um, for me, uh, <laughs> The Hours by Michael Cunningham, uh, that turned into the uh, the movie with Nicole Kidman, Meryl Streep, and Julianne Moore. One of my favorite films of all, all time. And uh, then I went and read the book, and it became one of my favorite books of all time. So that's uh, that's my answer for that. And I will let our audience and Jenna and everyone else who knows you shame you about Harry Potter. <laughs> <There> you <go. laughs> 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I wanted to go back to filming on Firefly. What was it like uh, on the set? And I know we talked pandemic stuff earlier, but maybe you could share with us uh, a moment that really stood out for you during the the process of filming Firefly Lane. Uh, so um, near the end of the uh, of the season, uh, Sarah and I have like, this karaoke scene, and I hate hate karaoke. Um, I hate when people do karaoke. I hate. <laughs> doing karaoke um so sarah and i had to do this karaoke scene together and i I, and and sarah didn't like it either and so we were both like just you know like when you have something that you know is on the calendar and you're just like i don't even i don't want to pretend that this is not going to happen um so it was awesome because Sarah is so great and she's so wild and free and I kind of just dove in and I hope the scene turned out cool, but that was memorable in a negative way because we uh, we both hate karaoke. Well, and can I ask why you hate karaoke? Is I there, just like, something, you know what, you have, like, man, a bad, bad I, incident? I can't sing and like I don't like to lean into things I'm not good at, you know, like it doesn't make me feel good. Uh so yeah, I try to avoid those things. So yeah, but uh, but I, I but you know what? It actually turned out to be like a really really fun thing. Um, have I karaoke since? Hard no. <laughs> Let's say if you had to karaoke, what would what would the what song would you pick? Oh man, probably like quit playing games with my heart or something from Backstreet Boys. Something <laughs> nice. like something like I could like look into somebody's eyes and like really you know dig into the lyrics something like that. Um, and Ken, I want to ask you, what was a uh, a moment that stood out for you during filming? Hmm. One of the biggest things that always sticks in my mind when I think about filming is the dog that my character had. It was, uh, I think they're called uh, Chinese crested dogs. They're the ones that are completely hairless, like completely, oh. except for like little bits of hair on their head. And that was hilarious to me. Uh, speaking of dogs, and so Brandon, you mentioned earlier you're, you're doing uh, the series Turner and Hooch for Disney Plus, and it's a remake of the the Tom Hanks movie. Um, when you first heard that you were going to be doing this, what was your reaction? And with as much as you can tell us, how would it be different from the film, aside from well, the, the dogs? You death? know, it's not so much a reboot as it is sort of like a continuation. So Josh Peck plays, I guess, what would have been Tom Hanks' son in this. So that's kind of how we're bringing it back. And uh, and it has a little bit of a different tone in, in that it's uh, it's it's a, it's a, it's sort of like a, an action comedy. It's actually really interesting. It's like an hour-long action comedy. And yeah, it's sort of like a continuation of, of, of where they left off in, in the 89 in the 89 film. Um, but it's been a blast and like the dogs are incredible. They're very drooly but they're very <laughs> funny. Um, and yeah, so we're about halfway through the season now and That'll be coming out sometime in 2021 as well. So, 
it's going to be a good year. Yeah. Well, and I think uh, in researching this a little bit, I didn't realize that in 1990 they made a pilot for a show based off Turner Hughes called Puchinski. And I'm wondering why not use Puchinski for the name of the show? I know why, but... <laughs> Um, let me move on to Amber. Or, uh, I keep on saying Amber because I uh, I wanted you to talk a little bit about playing the role of Amber Turner on the show Neighbors. And for um, for us in the U.S., can you tell us a little bit about the show and its its significance, its weight? Yes. So Neighbors is Australia's longest running TV show. It's it's been going for about thirty five years, I believe. Now, um, I was on the show from. The end of 2012 until uh, 2016. So I was there for I was there for the show's 30th anniversary, which was pretty exciting. I feel super lucky to have gotten to be a part of of the show. It's it's an institution in Australia, and it's somewhere where that's seen for uh, young Australian actors is a bit of a training ground. There's just so much knowledge in that place. I feel like I really learnt a lot being there. Um, I started the show playing, uh, I think my character was 16 when I started, which was kind of weird as like I was I was 21 at the time. So it kind of felt like I was getting to relive my formative years and like a lot of like important things that happened to you as a teenager, I got to relive them. <laughs> and and, um, and I, I don't know anything about the show until I saw, um, saw your name and it's got a just a tremendous amount of people done. Everyone from like Russell Crowe, Chris Hemsworth, uh, Kylie Minogue, Kylie Minogue. Oh my goodness, I can't speak. <laughs> Kylie Minogue. Uh, I cannot say it for some reason. I cannot say her name. Minogue. Kylie Minogue. Oh my goodness. Uh, uh, but yeah, Naomi Watts, uh, uh, Margot Robbie, Heath Ledger. But um, when you first found out you were cast, Jenna, what was your reaction? Because those are some pretty big names to to be a part of, if not be connected to. Oh, for sure. Uh, I can tell you my exact reaction. I remember this day so, so clearly. Um, at this point in my career, I'd been I'd been auditioning a lot. So there's two kind of big shows in Australia and Neighbours is one of them. And I'd had probably six auditions in the previous kind of two months for those two shows and every time I it came down to me and one other person and I was like okay this is gonna happen this is gonna happen and then every time I just missed out and I was like what is going on like maybe maybe I should just give up what am I doing and I said to my agent I was like I don't know if I can keep doing this like getting so close and then getting down to the final two and then being told oh actually no we're gonna go with the other person and then my agent was like, okay, I completely understand. Look, we've got one more audition for you. Just go in, do it, and we'll see what happens. And I went in and I booked it. And then getting that phone call, I just hung up on my agent straight away and just burst into tears. So that was pretty much how it went. Uh, well, I have to follow this up because you were you said you were on it for a number of years. And um, obviously some time has passed. When you look back on uh, on that show, is there a moment for you that, that, that stands out that um, you think about a lot? Oh, that's an interesting question. Um, no, not one specific standalone moment. I think a lot of incredible things happened over that time. So there's nothing, I mean, there's nothing like good or like bad that stands out, which is a good thing. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just a, a great time in my life. 
Well, and then, um, Jen, I want to follow up because you are now also go, uh, going to be working on, if you're not already working on, the upcoming Peacock show, One of Us is Lying. I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about that. So that's also based on a YA novel by Karen M. McManus. And when I got the audition for that one, I remember reading somewhere that it was it was like The Breakfast Club meets Pretty Little Liars. And then I read the script and I was like, oh, yes, I definitely get this vibe. I really like the sound of this. Um, basically, it's about five teenagers going into detention, but only four walk out. Oh, this well, sounds good. I'm into it. Yeah, so that one's, we just found out recently that's been picked up to series, but COVID has kind of impacted that, like it has many other things. So I, I, that's all I really know about it for now. Well, you, you brought up Breakfast Club, and I'm curious, uh, is there a particular, a particular teen comedy or uh, a film like that that you saw growing up that is one of your favorites? Oh, wow, that's a good question. Um I, I kind of put super bad into that category. Ooh, yeah. And then recently I watched, I mean, this wasn't growing up. This was only recently. But then again, I guess, are we all still growing up? Um, I watched Dairy Girls on Netflix, which is a show about these girls who live in Derry in Ireland. And that was hilarious. So if anyone needs a new Netflix show to watch, Dairy Girls. I am writing that one down. And Brandon, I got to ask you the same question. What about you? Is there like a teen comedy or uh, or one of those kinds of movies that uh, you watch that just stands out for you that's as a favorite? I'm going to go old school, man. I'm going to go Teen Wolf with Michael J. <gasps> oh, you know what yes. I'm saying? I know exactly what you're saying. Man, I remember seeing that as like a kid. And like, that's literally one of my favorite movies of all time. Also, as an adult watching it, it's kind of like a real, like, sort of smart commentary on, like, on, like, race relations, oddly enough, in, like, high school. Mm. And stuff. It's, like, a real deep dive, but it's, like, lower, like one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, yeah, I'll, like, if that's on TV now, I'll sit down and I'll watch it. Like, no problem. So the name of this podcast is called I'm So Obsessed, and I want to know, what are each of you currently obsessed with? And let's start with Brandon. Oh my God. I mean, right now I'm just obsessed with like trying to trying to do a, a, a decent job on, on the, the show that I'm shooting now, because um, there's not a lot of time for other things, um, because, you know, the world's weird. Um, so that's kind of what I'm obsessed with at the moment. Yeah, which is like a kind of a lame answer, but whatever. That's my life. <laughs> and Jenna, what are you currently obsessed with? Oh, okay. Um, currently obsessed with probably um, playing golf and playing poker. So I've played golf for a little while now, but I'm still like really obsessed with it. Um, it's equally the most fun and the most frustrating game I've ever come across in my life. And I um, and yeah, poker. I've never played poker before, but due to the pandemic for New Year's this year, I was sitting at home and we were just like, let's let's play poker. So I learned how to play poker. And for about two weeks straight after that, every day, I was like, do you know what would be fun to do right now? We should play poker. (laughs) 
I would like to wrap up our podcast. We do a thing called Pick One, and I give you guys a choice of one or two or three things, and you pick one. It doesn't mean it's your favorite or best thing. Um, it could be, but you're also encouraged to talk it out. So let's play Pick One. And uh, I'll start with Jenna. TV or film? Pick one. I'm going to go film. That's just the first thing that popped into my head. <laughs> so honest. I love it. <laughs> I love movies. I mean, I love TV too, but uh, film, that's always going to hold a special place in my heart. And Brandon, what about you? TV or film? I'm going to go I'm gonna go TV. Okay. This next one is actually just for Jenna. Uh, Jenna, making films and TV in Australia or making films and TV in the US? Oh, Pick one. That is a really hard question. At this stage, I'm going to say uh, making TV and film in the US, only because there is at this stage, there is a lot more happening over here. I would love to be home working in Australia again, but uh, I guess when the time is right and when the opportunities are there, then I'll be back there. Um, and Brandon, for you, uh, pick one, Ransom or The Twilight Zone? Uh, it's gotta be Ransom. Like Twilight Zone was like, every episode is like a different cast, right? They're just one-offs. Um, Ransom was incredible because, you know, uh, I shot in, in Nice in the South of France for three months and we shot in Budapest for two years. Um, so Ransom, you know, because it was such a large part of my life, it has a special place in my heart and I got to see a lot of cool things. So, uh, Ransom, that's, uh, that's, that's an easy one. And Brandon, I'm going to start with you on this one. It's for both of you, but I'll have you answer first. Cooking or baking? Pick one. Cooking. Uh, I don't like. To, I like to eat baking. I don't like to bake baking. <laughs> and and Jennifer, you cooking or baking? That is also really hard because anyone that knows me knows that I am a huge baker and I love cooking. Like my my specialty is cupcakes. I do amazing cupcakes. But I I've been cooking a lot lately during the pandemic. So I've been doing like a lot of homemade pastas and. I've been making ribs and wings and peking duck pancakes. And... I'm coming over. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I'll give you my address. You can yeah, uh, just ship up. some of these to us. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, and ask that question, also, not no, not only knowing that you get, uh, are into that, but um, they always say, like, you know, I think cooking takes a kind of different mentality than baking does. There's more of a, an exactness with baking. And do you do you see that as, as being true, Jenna? Oh, for sure, for sure. With cooking, I don't measure anything. I kind of just go by taste and by, uh, I kind of just make it up as I go. But with baking, you absolutely cannot make that up as you go. It's it's like very scientific. Different things react with different things and you need to get your measurements pretty much spot on. I want to thank Brandon and Jenna for chatting with me and I want to thank you for listening. You can watch Firefly Lane on Netflix. Also, please take a moment and subscribe to I'm So Obsessed on your favorite podcast app. And if you really like this episode, please rate it. Until next time, take care.